don't be afraid to like hype yourself up and really like gloat about all your accomplishments. Welcome to Hardly Working, a podcast about how we can improve work, life, and everything in between. These are recordings from live conversations on Fishbowl, a social network where professionals of the same industry have anonymous career conversations. You can join us live next time on the Fishbowl app. We have events every day. All right, let's get right into it. All right. Well, hello, everyone. So glad for you to be joining us. I know it's, you know, New Year's resolutions time and everyone is so excited to reach all of their goals. And I'm expecting that a lot of you, your goal is to have a new career or maybe it's something you're like, you know, later in the year you're thinking of and this interests you now, just being proactive. Maybe that's your resolution, which I love. But yeah, so this talk is going to be all about job search. So what do you need in the new year to find your new career? All the questions that you have surrounding that, I am here to answer. And just a little bit about me. So my name is Larissa Malici, and I am a career coach that focuses specifically on job search. So now what makes me qualified that I can just like show up and be like, oh, yeah, I'm a career coach and I'm an expert on job search. Well, I'll tell you. So I have been a freelance product manager for over 10 years. And basically what that means is every like few months or so, I have to find a new job. I have to find a new project. And for me, I love it because I know how to utilize my network in order to find the exact job that I'm looking for with people that I like. And I'm also able to land the job each and every time because I have it all down to a science and I always negotiate the best rate for me and the project that's involved. So these are things that I want to cover with you all so that, you know, you can be just like as effective and efficient in your job search as I am because I'm never worried about my next job. And yeah, I am constantly finding new ones with no problem. So I want to share you all my secret sauce with that. Uh, it's what I do with my clients all the time. Lots of successes. So um, one of the questions that I get a lot is, you know, how important is your resume? And I will say resumes are important, but they are more of a formality than anything. The thing that you have to remember is that, well, yes, you want a good resume and you want to make sure it's optimized for the job that you are looking for, you know, while still speaking your truth about your experience and highlighting like, you know, all the things that these new employers are looking for. It is a formality. At the end of the day, they are hiring a person, not a piece of paper. And so you need to make sure not to like drive yourself crazy, like updating your resume, um, spend a little time on it. I know some like I used to do resume writing, kind of got burned out by it, not gonna lie. Um, but I do know some really fantastic resume writers. So um, if you want, you know, any of uh, those recommendations, you can message me on Instagram. I'll give you that information at the end. Actually, now, career change what is my Instagram handle? And I would love to, yeah, help you with the resume writer. Just get that done and, you know, really focus on like your search and getting interviews. All right. Looks like we got some questions. How do you need to rework your CV if you're wanting to transition from freelance videographer, editor to a uh, more employed status? So I am so sorry, but 
I am not a CV expert. Um, for me, I, I really, um, my expertise lies in resumes, but I can see just like in general, as far as, you know, pivoting um, for yourself, whether that's a CV or a resume or even just like personally, what you want to do is you want to look at like the positions that you're interested in and find the overlap is what I call it. So find like, you know, the patterns where you're seeing like things like being repeated and basically, you know, ask yourself, like, do I have this experience, right? Do I have this experience that, that like, everyone's asking for? And don't forget, it doesn't have to be professional experience. Experience is experience. If you did something in your personal life, you know, like for instance, like, you know, being freelance to an employed. So like you're a video editor, you have like the experience. But let's let, let's say that you were a designer and you want to go to video editing and you do it as a hobby, still experience. So you can still like highlight the work that you've done personally and, you know, just like make sure that you are really using the same words, the same phrases, speaking what I call their language. So using the same semantics and nomenclature that a company that you're seeing the industry is like using. Um, so this way, you know, they don't have to think too hard about it because they're only looking at your CV or your resume, you know, usually like pretty quickly. They say on average, like six seconds at the first glance. And so you want these words to pop. You don't want there to be any gray, like you want it to be a one-to-one -one match. So that's what I always say is, you know, find the overlap, find these like words and experience you're looking for and make sure that is very highlighted. As far as going from freelance, I believe what you mean by to employed to full-time, you know, really it's just looking for full-time jobs. Uh, I would even, if you freelance and you've had good relationships places, I would reach back out to these places that you've worked and let them know that you're interested in going full-time. A lot of times companies save money <laughs> with full-time employees um, more than they do um, freelancers or contractors. And so I think you could be pleasantly surprised at... Um, you know, how many people would be interested in bringing you on full time. So I think it's just positioning yourself and letting people know that, yeah, I did freelance, but now I'm looking for something, you know, where I am more working full time. And I think you'll be pleasantly surprised uh, how many people will be very interested in that. Oh, here's another question. Do you have any tips for interview prep? Well, yes, of course. So my best tip for interview prep is really creating a cheat sheet for yourself. And because it's really all about being prepared, the more prepared you are, the more confident you are, and the more that you'll exude that confidence, right? So in order to do that, you need to, you want to make sure that you're prepared. And the easiest way is to create a cheat sheet. So what you want to do is basically take the job that you're applying for, the roles and responsibilities and the description. And after each one of them, usually bulleted out, right? Or like a sentence at the end of each one. Change the period into a question mark. Make it a test for yourself where your answer, like you're basically posing this as questions and the answers are your experience. Even if you know it's the same like project or like experience that that applies to all these, you know, quote unquote questions, it doesn't matter. As long as you have an answer prepared for everything, when you go into the interview, you will feel more confident. And even if you know they ask you something that's obviously different than it's in the description. You'll still have all of this experience of yours that's applicable to the job fresh in your mind where you will feel confident, you'll exude that confidence, and you know, you're a lot more likely to get another interview and a job offer. What are your thoughts on the current job market, especially with layoffs happening? 
How can an individual stand out in the situation? A little less job searching, to be quite honest, but I'll, I'll do my best to answer it because I am a job search expert. I, I think just in general, you know, this kind of could relate to, uh, you know, even as you're like a candidate, like interviewing for places, let alone an employee, it's just, you know, showing your value, showing what you're bringing to the company and, you know, not being afraid to kind of like speak up. So I think, you know, this kind of goes back to interviews even like don't be afraid to like hype yourself up and, you know, really like gloat about all your accomplishments. Like this is the time to like really, you know, highlight everything you've done and show that you're the perfect candidate. I think the same thing goes like as your employees, you know, like really like showing that like you're like invaluable, like what you bring to the company and, you know, why, why that's necessary. I actually worked for a company where I, a magazine some years ago where I was the only person who knew how to publish the tablet version of them. Obviously, I'm aging myself a little bit because everyone has a tablet version magazines now. But there is a bunch of like reworking and I was I was in between two different departments. And what had happened was one of the departments was being reworked and they let me go on accident. Good times, good times. Uh, day before my birthday, might I add. And the other department who was like, hey, she's the only one who knows how to publish this version of the magazine, for obvious reasons, freaked out. And so I was let go and then brought back within six hours the day before my birthday. So, you know, that's a perfect example where they needed me like if they wanted this to happen. And so I think, you know, it's like finding these like niche and obviously it's not being like cagey with information, but just like really like showing your value. Like what is it that, you know, makes you so needed for this position that you're the perfect person and that you need to be on it. Um, I also think being nice to everyone goes a really long way. I know that goes without being saying, but I think we all know there's plenty of people who are not very nice at work and the nicer you are the less likely you are to be let go because people want to be around you, right? Another question. So different businesses, you different titles for the same type of job preach. It is like story of my life because as I said, I'm also a product manager freelance, but also called program manager, project manager, digital producer. I'm just like pick a day, any day. Anyways, um, which can make searching and finding them difficult. How do you suggest optimizing a search? Actually, it's the opposite because they use different titles for the same type of job. You, this actually makes your job search easier because what I suggest doing is putting them all in, right? Go to Google, just google.com, like simple Google and put them all in. So like for me, for example, I'd put in product manager, program manager, digital producer, freelance, creative, tech, development project. I'm not joking. I don't do this anymore because I just utilize my network. But like, this is how I like you put in all of the titles and at the end put jobs. What Google does is great. They have this thing called Google Jobs where it aggregates from all, um, you know, these job searching sites. I don't know why I'm like feeling <laughs> like not the best terminology. Bear with me. But anyways, so from all these like job search sites, they aggregate all of the job listings. So it might be the same position, but it's like on five different, you know, sites. You can actually see like all five sites that it's listed on that you technically could apply for, but you really should network your way in. 
on these sites. And so I actually think it's an advantage when they use different names because just put them all in, put them all in because what ends up happening is even when it's not the actual job title, a lot of those words end up finding their way into the job description. So by putting them all in, putting in like tons of words, you know, it's just like when you like search anything on Google, the more adjectives and like words you use, like looking for it, like the more precise your results are going to be because it's searching for more. And the top results are the ones that have the most use cases of your words in it, right? That's how search works. So this is actually an advantage to you is to use all of the words in the title, use it on Google, and then Google will basically like, and Google Jobs will like find these like best matches for you. Another way to approach it is just doing like, you know, individual searches for like each job title. So again, like for me, I might rather than just throw them all in there, I put in like product manager, creative, tech agency, remote. So just putting in like other adjectives for what you're looking for in these jobs or in these, you know, job openings that you're looking for. So you could just use one of the titles, but then using all the adjectives that you want that you're looking for. So, you know, the type of place that you're looking for, the location you're looking for. Is it remote? Is it on site? I'm thinking of like other, so I'm not just constantly using myself. Like, so for instance, like human resources, there's like how many different like facets of that, right? Accounting, how many different facets of that? Finance, how many like being more specific, like in these like very like niche, like departments, putting all those words into. So when you're searching, you're doing yourself a disservice if you're only using, if you're only using the one job title and just punching that in, go to Google, put in all the adjectives. And I think you're going to be very pleasantly surprised, um, which is just the theme for today. Do this, be pleasantly surprised. <laughs> oh, cool. Somebody is asking, could I highlight my career journey to freelance project management? What would I do differently? And what advice for someone starting out in project management? So this is actually a very interesting story. And I usually talk about it in my career change workshop when we talk about pivoting, um, which is basically, you know, it's like taking like the experience that you have and applying it to, um, you know, the job that you're looking for. So I actually, out of college, started out in fashion. Uh, yep, I was in this like executive like program um, for Fossil, which is like one of the best companies I've ever worked for. I've had a desire to live in Texas. I would definitely try to work there again because they're based in Dallas. But I worked in their very small New York City office. And I basically, I, I kind of like managed merchandisers. I really loved it, but I did not want to move to Texas. New York tried and true, but yeah. So I was like, okay, well, what am I going to do instead? Because I'm not going to be able to move up in like what I wanted to do, which was more like at that time, merchandising. So I look like organizing. And so um, I was just like talking with people and a friend of mine worked for a technical recruitment company. And I was like, okay, well, I'm like tech savvy. And um, what I was doing in this like program, I also was like, um, managing like other merchandisers. And so, um, I had like some like HR, like kind of like things I was doing, like paperwork. So I was like, okay, I think I can like use this experience and get a job. And so my friend got me an interview and I was a technical recruiter, which is also like, I know like the inner workings of how people hire and obviously like helps with like job search, career coaching. 
yeah. And I was able to highlight like, you know, the little bit of experience that I had that like overlapped, but I really like hyped it up and I got the job. So turns out that was not for me. It was just like a very conservative company and just was not a good fit. Another story for another time. And I was like, okay, not going to do this anymore. And so I was trying to figure out, I was like, okay, I loved the culture of Fossil because I could wear jeans at work. I'm a very casual person. And I love that it was like very creative and like open. And again, like talking with friends, there's a lot of people who work in advertising in New York City. And another friend of mine, actually multiple friends of mine were able to get me interviews. This is why I'm like network, network, network. Networking will get you interviews. I had no advertising experience, zero, zilch. And I was able to get all these interviews through my friends. And ultimately, they just kind of took a chance on me because a lot of project management is really being organized, right? It's like being organized, being a leader. You know, I always use like the analogy. It's like being like coach of a team. Um, So yeah, while you're not like doing the actual work, like the players, like on the field, they need somebody to tell them what to do. So that's, you know, the project manager. Yeah, so I was able, I got the interviews. They liked me kind of took a chance on me. Um, I was able to highlight like all like my experience in my previous jobs with like how organized I was. My love of Excel, that's huge in project management. Excel all day, every day, even the programs like that you use in it, even if you're not using Excel, they basically function like Excel. So anyway, so I was able to get a job as a project manager and I was working on direct mail and my boss was just like, yeah, no, this isn't going to work. Again, I'm obviously aging myself. Direct mail, super, you don't know. It's like all those like spammy like flyers and letters you get in in your mailbox. And so, yeah, she's like, we got to go to digital. And so I was able, I worked on like within the company I was at at the time, I worked on like one digital project, thanks to my boss who like angled us for that. And on my next interview that I got through a friend who was a recruiter, I basically, pre- I, I didn't just say pretended, I just highlighted the heck out of that one project I made it seem like the most important like digital project like I ever did it was like all I talked about and I was able to get the job as a digital producer and like the rest is like kind of history so it really is um you know you say like don't lie however it's one thing I never lie about experience and you never should but if you just focus on the applicable experience and really highlight that you know, you again, like you exude the confidence and um, you'll be able to easily like pivot into the job that you're trying to get. And so those are my pivots. And I think, you know, it really it's just finding, you know, the overlap, like what is the experience that you have? Highlight that, focus on that in interviews, like when you're talking to people. And I, that's really the best way to get into another career feel that maybe you don't, um, you know, you aren't already in. Another thing you can do is um, online classes. So LinkedIn learning, and I always like have to preface, I don't get paid any money by LinkedIn. I just love it because it's so such an amazing tool for job search. Um, So I am always promoting it. I promise you, I wish I got kickbacks and make a lot more money. But no, I just love LinkedIn and it's such a great tool. And LinkedIn learning, there's so many like great, just like, seminars and classes that you can take. And if you do LinkedIn Premium, again, prefacing, don't get any money for this, just a great tool. Uh, LinkedIn Premium, usually you can get for free if you haven't already. Just Google LinkedIn Premium free and it should lead you to that. Uh, you even can do LinkedIn Learning 
for free when you do premium. So free, free, do the trial. And, you know, that's another way because, you know, experience, again, it doesn't have to be professional experience. It could be a project that you did for a class. It could be something you did for a friend. You know, maybe like for your wedding, you had like these like insane like spreadsheets and you like organized everything. That counts, you guys. Experience is experience. So please do not forget that. But yeah, and outside of LinkedIn Learning, Course Horse is another uh, fantastic site, uh, General Assembly. Yeah, you, you know, any like sort of like class you are kind of interested in. And a lot of these, it's not like, you know, like like a college like grade, like full semester. Like usually uh, they're only like a night or two or a few weeks long. Um, you know, you can do these like shorter like experience. And the great thing about that is you can also get a taste of it to see, you know, is this something I actually even like anyways? And if you don't, then, you know, you saved yourself some time from, you know, being in another career that <laughs> you don't love. Oh, all right. Okay. So thoughts on resumes longer than one page. Do they make a difference in showing extra experience or is it just too long? So the kind of like unofficial rule of thumb is for every 10 years of experience, of working experience, if you worked for two years in college and you have that on your resume, that, that two years counts, right? So it's not just like post-college. I would say high school experience, unless like you, I don't know, we're like an intern at an accounting firm and now you're going into accounting. I'd leave anything that's like, you know, and I've been working since I'm 15. So this is not me like dissing those jobs. It's just unless it's like very like applicable um, and you can find the ways for it to overlap. Like I would leave off like I was like a cashier at a grocery store. Probably don't need that. I'm like a resume, uh, you know, I'm trying to be a project manager. But, you know, like the things that are applicable. So like maybe actually, you know. Maybe you're applying to be um, like a manager, like at like a retail store in the mall, another job I had, then that would be applicable because you would want like that cashier experience. Um, so I think it's just all about, you know, making sure, first of all, the experience that you have on your resume. Basically, any experience on like high school or college, I'm not downing it because again, I worked like a bajillion jobs. I put myself through college. It's just you don't want to clutter your resume just in general with things that aren't applicable to the job that you're looking for. You don't want gaps on your resume, right? So if it's going to like make a gap, but anything before college is kind of like BC, like before college, right? Um, people are like less interested in that if you're like five years out of college. So really it's like just making sure that you do want your resume to be somewhat concise, right? Like you don't want it to be long for the sake of being long, you want it to be applicable to what you're applying to. And so, and you want them to be able to find that it's applicable very fast. So the rule of thumb is for every 10 years uh, experience, one page. So if you've been working, let's say Ian, for like nine or 10 years and you're going on to two pages, that's totally fine. But you do want your resume to be somewhat concise because they don't look at it very long. And so you want the things that you want recruiters and hiring managers to see, you want it to pop. You don't want it to be cluttered, right? Like think about like a clean room versus like a room with like a, a ton of stuff in it, like all over the place. It's harder to find, you know, the sweater that you're looking for when you got clothes everywhere. However, if everything is like stacked in a neat little pile, like bullets, you know, and you have less clothes, it's easier to find the sweater. Same thing with your resume. It's easier to, for these recruiters and hiring managers to see the things that they're looking for 
when you only have the things that they're looking for on your resume. So I would be concise if you have less than 10 years of like, you know, it seemed like more like, you know, professional, like applicable to your next job, like experience. I would try to keep it down to one page. Like don't kill yourself because on another page, like you'll be fine. Try to keep the one page. On that note, I will say with like resumes, things that you don't need on there that you can take off in order to save room objectives. Unless you're fresh out of college, you do not need an objective on your resume. It's another thing that's just cluttering it up so that they can't find what they're looking for when they're looking at it. Let your experience shine. Get rid of the objective. Make the room for that. Um, another thing, you know, people still, this is a bit of like an antiquated like thing is putting preferences available or listing your references. You don't got to do that. Like they know you have references. If they want them, they'll ask them, get it off the resume, just cluttering it up. Another thing you don't need on your resume, don't put your full address on the resume. City and state is totally fine, totally acceptable. One of the reasons for that is just, you know, kind of like protecting yourself. Like resumes, especially like put them online, you're passing them along. Like you don't know where they're going to end up. People don't need to know exactly where you live. Also, you know, it's like they're going to like look you up on Zillow. I don't know. It's just like a weird thing. And now, you know, everything is like so... Yeah, you, you just don't know where it's going to end up. You know what it's going to lead to. It really, it could, basically, it could lead to like a snap judgment. And that's what you want to avoid, um, whether it's positive or negative. Just don't put your full address on there. Just city and state. Totally fine. Oh, do you have tips on resources about how to uncover what other career paths might be for you working across different industries and ready for a change? Funny you should ask that. So I have a new year new career, self-guided program. So it's totally on your own time out where you basically, um, the first step is finding your career clarity, right? And so figuring out what you want to do. And that's a writing exercise that I include in my program, which I'll tell you about at the uh, end of this conversation. But basically what you want, the gist of it is what you want to do is like figure out what do you like? What do you not like? And then it's like kind of like mulling on like these things, like Figuring out what you like, figuring so that you know to look for these things in the next job, what you don't like, so you know what to avoid, right? And another like thing that I based upon, you know, if you're like, mm, don't really want to do your program, then you're plugging. <laughs> That's totally fine. I actually, I based it upon Richard Leiter. I think that's how you say his name. L-E-I-D-E-R. He is an author and he wrote a book called Finding Your Purpose. And that's what I kind of like base my like, you know, finding your clarity, career clarity on. And basically the gist of that is like figuring out your gifts, values, and passions equals your purpose. And you're like, okay, I asked you about career path. I did not ask you about purpose. <laughs> basically, the reason that you, how these things are intertwined is, you know, you spend a third of your life working. A lot of time, like not to like uh, what you do. They say that, you know, creating an alliance with your purpose allows you to be more fulfilled and eager to do your job. And, you know, just in general, um, they say, you know, people who have found their purpose or doing like, you know, something that they actually like bring some like joy and passion. It grants you to live a happier, longer life um, because you're really like intentionally choosing what to do with your time. 
So yeah, I feel like I would rather read an entire book. It is a little dense, I will say. It depends on like the type of reader you are. Um, but it was great. It was very insightful. Um, it kind of, you know, even helped me lead me to being um, a career coach. Um, it is a good book and I would recommend reading that. And I think, you know, that kind of like helps unearth it. But otherwise, like, you know, the highlight of it is figuring out what you want to do. Like, you know, like write the list out what you don't want to do, um, you know, like your deal breakers and then just being like, okay, what, what job, you know, falls under this? Um, that's kind of like the best way to do it. Could you talk about networking? How should we approach networking via LinkedIn or in person? So I am all about networking. There are so many people who just like hit the easy apply button. There's so many people that apply online. There's so many applicants. I mean, especially if you're on LinkedIn, you can see it's like five other people applied for this job. So it's like, okay, cool. Good luck. Um, even if you're like an amazing candidate, you know, they're only like asking like a few um, people for interviews. So it's like, odds like just really aren't in your favor. It's not even like just like me. It's a proven like method, like networking, being a referral, like more the majority of people who are hired are referrals. And what that means is like an actual person has referred you for a job. So that's what like networking is so important. So even if you don't know a person at a company, um, you can go onto LinkedIn and you can look up the company and you can see the people that work there and you can see the connections that you have with these people. So the best way really is uh, anytime that you find a job that you like, even if it's not on LinkedIn, put it in LinkedIn, find the company, find the people that work at the company and look to see who your best connections are. So like first connection means you know them. Obviously, that's your best connection because you actually know them. But otherwise, second connections are going to be best because it's, you know, you have mutual connections. If you have a, a lot of mutual connections with these people, that's even better. You should maybe you even met them before and you forgot, uh, <laughs> which happens all the time, I feel like. So, you know, it's like where you meet someone and you remember their face and not their name. And you're like, oh, my God, that's this person's name. There they are on LinkedIn. So, yeah, the best way to do that is one of two ways. So you can either just like reach out directly to the person and just say, you know, like, hey. I saw this job at the company that you're at. I'm really interested in it. Um, and I saw we have a bunch of like mutual connections. Would love to pick your brain. Um, you know, how, how do you like it there? So just like building like a little rapport, like, you know, showing actual like interest, just, you know, like start, start a little chat, a little banter. Like people love to talk about themselves, but you don't want to like interview them because you want them to answer it. Right. So you want to make it easy. So usually I feel like a heartless question is to be like, hey, you know, just curious, like, how do you like it there? Um, and you know, if they answer, they'll let you know how they like it and you have a little more information on the company. Um, you know, then, you know, you have a little bit of a rapport. You can say, you know, hey, you know, I'd love to apply this job. It sounds great, but I feel like applying online is such a dead end. Um, you know, would you mind passing along my resume to the recruiter, hiring manager, HR, whoever is listed? I would really appreciate it. Also, not sure if they do referral bonuses. So that would be like so great for you. And that's one of the things, you know, you have to remember is like why people will refer you. One, it is self-serving. Most companies have referral bonuses. People like money. So there is that, right? But also like, People innately like 
helping other people. Um, even if it's not, you know, something that they, uh, you know, they kind of like lead with, like, that's just like innately, like people like helping other people, um, people like talking about themselves. Um, and so when you are like asking them about a job, asking whatever, it, it feeds into those like things that people just like innately have. Because honestly, a lot of job search is like a psychological like thing. Um, and so that's it's like the more you understand how people work, um, the more, you know, you can understand where, it, you know, it's easy to get like your foot in um, the door and get the job. Um, another book that I recommend, it's old and it's they I don't know that I know there's a newer edition of it um which I have not read um but the older version which is kind of comical because some of the things are very dated um but it still is just a wealth of knowledge I read it in college but I thumb through it still constantly is how to win friends and influence people by Dale Carnegie and it really just like talks about like human nature and well yeah it is about like trying to get people to like you although just like in general it's like you know, there's so many, it's a lot of it is just like making people feel good about themselves. So it's kind of like win-win. It's like they like you, they like themselves, everybody wins. And so like a lot of that even I feel like feeds into, you know, when you're networking, um, you don't want to, I mean, if it's like totally, you have no connections at a place and you're just like, okay, I'm like throwing a Hail Mary like message. Yeah, like you don't have to like build a rapport with like a complete stranger. You have no people in common with. Like you could just cut to the chase. And it's happened with me where it's like, you know, people are just like, when I worked at Spotify, like everyone came out of the woodworks. Uh, and rightfully so, because it's an amazing company to work for asking. And a guy who I did not know at all was just like, hey, I'm really interested in this like position. Do you know like anyone you could pass along like my resume for? I've been trying to apply online and I'm, like getting nowhere. And I like looked and I was like, oh, I'm, like he's actually like really qualified. And I love, and this is like before career, this is like years ago where I'm like, yes, so, like I love when people like make this type of effort, right? I love good hustle. So I passed it along and I, I caveated it. I was like, I don't know this guy, but I looked at his LinkedIn and it was, it was like pretty good. It seems like it like fits the position. And the recruiter was like so like grateful to me. And I did not get a referral bonus because I was freelancer, but neither here nor there was very like grateful to me because, you know, they're like trying to fill these like roles too. So not only are people helping themselves, like the recruiter is like happy to be like, oh my goodness, a candidate that I can like fits this job. So really it's like the whole like networking thing is like very win-win. It's like for not even just yourself is like, you know, people feel good when you're interested in them. They like to talk about themselves. They like that they're helping you. It makes them feel good. And then they're also helping the recruiter. Um, so don't be, my biggest advice for everyone is do not be afraid to message people. And also it doesn't have, like have to be just on LinkedIn. If it, like, if you're like in like, like it's more of like service industry, like hotels, restaurants, go into the restaurant, talk to people there. You know, you can do that like totally like in person. You can make connections everywhere. The dog park. The bar, like, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're a bartender, like talk to the people who are coming in, you know, it's really about talking to people. Um, or also, you know, I feel like everyone, I'm not going to pretend that I'm even well-versed on TikTok, even a little bit. I'm not on it, but I am on Instagram. Oh, I'm, I'm all over the Instagram and like, don't be afraid to like message people. Um, my dog has a pretty popular account, little, you know, little plug, Ralphie NYC. 
And when people like reach out to me and ask me dog questions on there, I'm like, yes, I want to talk about the dog. I want to talk about my dog. Like I'm obsessed. And I think people are also, again, at the end of the day, pleasantly surprised when I'm just like right back paragraph <laughs> because I love it so much. That's what you're looking for. Even like when like you're networking, wherever it is, is people like if you like you click like what people want to talk about, like they will talk, they will help you. So don't be afraid to reach out whether, I mean, obviously LinkedIn is a great tool when you're like looking for like a specific position uh, or somebody who works at a specific company, but still, you know, like somebody does something that seems interesting to you on like Instagram, reach out to them. You never know. Worst case, people don't reply to you. Other thing, don't take it personally. People are busy. I forget to reply. Think about how many times you forget to reply to like friends, like in text messages and you like them and you want to reply. We just, you know, we live in a world where we're inundated with like a million different notifications. People forget. People will get busy. Sometimes, you know, people don't care. They're not the right person that you're trying to network with. So don't take it personal. Just move on to the next person. So yeah, that is in a nutshell, my networking advice. I go through it in a lot of depth in my new year, new career, um, where I have actual like screenshots of like where to go on LinkedIn how to find these people, also what to say. I have a whole messaging messaging guide template. Um, so you can literally just like copy and paste, obviously like tweak it so it sounds more like you and less like me or don't. Maybe we both talk the same or maybe you don't care. So you can just copy and paste uh, with networking um, so you don't have to like think of like what you want to say like every time you have a great starting point. So yeah, the new year, new career program. I go in a lot more depth and then you have screenshots, like step-by-step process. Um, so it makes networking really easy and finding the best people to network with. Hi, what's your question? I'm so tired of talking to myself. So how do you overcome, and I think this is maybe a hurdle and maybe it's not, uh, trying to explain you move in your career and it seems like you have Stayed in some places, maybe one employment, five years. The second was two years and then mm-hmm. two years. So it doesn't look like you're jumping around. So I think, you know, a lot of times, so twofold. So one, a lot of times like people don't like, that's not like the top, like, you know, they don't look at a resume or like, oh my God, she jumped around so much. They really are focusing on your experience. What do you bring to the table because I think especially like nowadays because we have access to so much information a lot of people do jump around because you can constantly you know be reached out to by recruiters finding new jobs and so I think it's like a little bit more common than it used to be and people are a little less concerned with that the other thing I will say though is that's also why like networking your way in is like such like a great opportunity to where you can like kind of whoever refers you, especially if it's somebody that you you know, like a friend or something um, or like previous coworker, they can kind of explain like, you know, if that question comes up. Because like a lot of times, like when you refer a person, um, the recruiter, HR, hiring manager or whoever, they'll say, oh, you know, I know she's had like a lot of jobs, you know, like if that if that's a concern of theirs, they're going to ask the person who referred it. Or, um, you know, they might be like, oh, I see she has like experience here. Da, 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 da. Like, how did you like working with her? So a lot of times, like even with like the a person who referred you, 
they'll ask like these like initial like questions that they might have if it is something that, you know, is, is, is that popped out to them. But I feel like nine times out of 10 people, like even like gaps on the resume, people are a lot less concerned about it. Like they're really looking for the experience of the right candidate. So just making sure like you're really highlighting that. And then if it comes up, you know, in an interview, um, I think it's like just, you know, really easy just to be like, you know, I'm just trying to find like the right fit for me. You know, I really believe this position is it and this is why. And then, you know, you have like maybe like a couple bullet points. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't sweat that so okay. much. Does hey, that help? I, yeah, that's definitely very helpful. Hey, and I'm I'm sorry, I came to this presentation late and I didn't hear. Do, you said you have a website where you have all these templates for the uh, networking. Can you, oh. can you? Give us the, the website again. Yeah. So I'm going to also plug it at the end. I have a program called, actually, you know what? I'm supposed to do it at the end. We'll just do it now. I have a program out called New Year, New Career. And basically what it is, is it's self-guided. So it's what I used to teach in my live career change workshop. But it's basically, it's everything that you need to find the job that you're looking for, the light job for you and land it. Um, so finding your clarity, which we covered. So like figuring out like what you actually want to do, how to pivot. Uh, so how to update your resume and LinkedIn so that you look like the perfect candidate. The third guide is up your search and network a new job. And that's the one I, um, you know, kind of touched upon where I teach a lot of like efficient like search tricks. So kind of we were talking about a little bit like um, using Google, other ways, like unconventional ways that people don't usually think about um, when searching a job. Um, and then also like how to utilize LinkedIn to its fullest potential where it is literally like screenshots step by step being like, this is where you go. This is what you click. This is how like you find the people to network with. And then also I do include templates. So it's messaging guideline like templates. So you can literally just like copy and paste, you know, depending on like, do you have a connection? Do you not have a connection? Do you have a mutual connection? You kind of know them. Do you have a mutual connection? And you know them really well. Like um, all these different like scenarios that you can just kind of like copy and paste. Um, the fourth guide I have is landing the job ultimate interview prep. So it just goes over, um, you know, how to be super prepared for an interview, how to answer questions that usually come up, but then also how to answer questions that maybe you don't have an answer or an experience for, which is like a big one that I think a lot of people get stuck on. And the last one, which I personally think is the most important, is money, honey, salary negotiation. And yeah, I go over like how to confidently negotiate salary, how to figure out like, you know, what you should be asking for, what you should be like expecting. And I even like show some examples, like live examples of like, obviously I've blocked out specific information, but where I've like negotiated rates and been successful. So you can feel more confident like this, this really works. Um, so yeah, so I have that actually linked on my Instagram and it career change. What is my handle? And actually that is, that's also my site, but there's a lot of my sites. It's harder to find. Um, but it's careerchangewhat.com. but I would go to Instagram.com backslash career change what, and you can find me. And there is a link for my new year, new career program. It's totally self-guided PDFs that you can follow on your own. I recommend, um, you know, only doing like one or two at a time. And I usually, my live workshop is usually over a thousand dollars because there's so much and even more that I go over there in that. Um, there's like a lot of like one-on-one coaching. 
I like do people's resumes. So it's a lot. Um, but I give like all the knowledge, all the steps in this new year and new career program. And it's only $99. And because I'm like, how can I help more people? And I, I find a balance of not totally giving away for free. But I do have to celebrate the new year. It's only $59 right now through the next couple of weeks uh, just to celebrate and get everyone off the right foot. Um, so it's really great. It's everything that I've gone through um, in my workshop that I've had huge success on. Um, so yeah, just like sharing it so people can do it on their own time. So that that's what I was going to talk to at the end. But now we, we just jumped ahead. So that means we can do... We can do another question. Um, we have six minutes left. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and invite Alexa next as a speaker. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time today. Um, I just had a quick question. So I'm looking to eventually within the next 18 months or so move overseas and go to London, which I know is quite a competitive job market. So mm-hmm. I guess just um, how, if you have helped anyone with that, I guess... I'd like some advice there. Do you have any networking uh, ideas or advice for overseas transfers? And then, yeah, if that's covered at all in your program. So that like is very specific <laughs> overseas. But what I will say is that everything, it just comes down to networking. So whether it's here, whether it's in London, all it is, is that's just like uh, what you're looking for is now, you know, you, you don't want to be networking with necessarily like, you know, people here. I'm going to be networking with people in London or people that, you know, ha- you know, have connections in London. So I think it's just all it is. It's the same, you know, networking that you like optimizing your search, obviously, for London jobs. And then networking, all you're doing is you're applying all those things for jobs in London, people in London. That's the really the only difference is like the location. Otherwise, it's all the same steps. The other thing I I would say with that is, you know, something to consider is working remote. While the hours obviously like are a little like off, if you do, you know, like maybe I eat a, or I guess I can talk to you. I keep forgetting. I don't have to just talk to myself. Do you already know people in London or like what, like what is yeah. your network like over there? I have a couple people there and then um, I interned there years ago in college, um, but it was more of a, a nonprofit internship and, and not necessarily the same field I'd want to go back into. Um, so I've started that, but I'm just wondering because if it's even, I'm getting kind of mixed signals from other, just all the people that I'm reaching out to between just like getting a job US-based company here and then mm. transferring versus like directly going there. And, and my dream and everything would be Oh, they love you. We'll get you a career tomorrow. Oh, you know, but like I want to get a realistic expectation and, but not sell myself short at the same time. So that's kind of why I just want as much information, input, knowledge as possible. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think, you know, if there's a will, there's a way. Obviously, like you're here, you're asking, like you're doing the work. So I feel like, you know, as long as you keep at it, like you can definitely get it. And what I would say is like, yeah, like it might be like different industry, you know, that you interned in, but those are still people that you know over there and you don't know what those people know, right? So mm-hmm. like, or, or I'm sorry, you don't know who those people also know. So I would just like, I actually helped a friend um, just recently do this, just like put together like a generic, you know, note. But basically like just put together like a generic note where you're just like, obviously send it individually so people don't feel like you're just like mass like, 
spamming them. But um, but yeah, just be like, you know, like, hi, help as well. Like, you know, your New Year's off to a great start. Um, you know, I'm looking to make a move. I'm obviously ad-libbing your information in here. <laughs> this is not what you wrote. But, um, you know, you're like, you know, I'm looking to move back to London and I'm looking for a job and, you know, what you're like looking for. I'd love your help connecting to anyone you think maybe of assistance, your company HR, other people might, might know hiring. Um, that would be a good fit. Would really appreciate like any help. Like thanks in advance. Okay, awesome. I'll and I would like just end of it, like don't send it out like because then people are less yeah. like, respond because it feels less personable. But like literally just like write like that and you can just like copy and paste it and like you just like email like all like the people or, you know, maybe you don't have their email direct message them on LinkedIn, like, mm-hmm. like, like each of them, like individually. And yeah, like if people don't respond to you like a week later, don't be afraid to follow up. Cause again, people are forgetful. Um, just be like, Hey, sorry to bug you. Just like curious if you got my note, would really love your help. You know, like you can be, I think like have, um, have, you know, like a little, like show like a little bit of like vulnerability where you're just like, Hey, like I know people forget and I think you know as long as like you're like humble about it you have good intentions like people don't care if you follow up I do it all the time (laughs) I love to do to friends reminder risk that you a text message (laughs) I love that you know what I mean like people forget it's human nature so don't be afraid just to like you know even like reach out again it's kind of awkward people hate doing it but the more you do it now, the less you'll have to do it later because you'll have a job you like in London is the way I see it. Sounds perfect. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Good luck. I feel like you can do it. You're already putting in so much initiative. Thank you. Okay. So that is all the time that we have. Um, if you do have any other questions, easy ones, I might be able to send you a message about Um, Feel free to find me on Instagram, career change what? Um, And I also have a link to my program that I was talking about. Uh, New year, new career on that. Um, And if you know you enjoyed this conversation, um, you can also follow me on Fishbowl by clicking my profile to be notified of future events. And yeah, thank you so much again um, for joining. And I wish you guys all the best luck finding a new career this year. Bye-bye. That's all, folks. Thanks again for listening to Hardly Working. Join us live next time and talk directly to the speakers and, who knows, end up here. Fishbowl is a social network where professionals of the same industry have anonymous career conversations. You can download Fishbowl on the App Store or Google Play. If you want to host a Fishbowl live event, get in touch at live at fishbowlapp.com. See you soon.